Welcome back, everyone. We are here for another incredible episode of the Gathering Movement interview series. I'm here today with beautiful Jill Rathburn, who is going to be talking about her journey, her story, and really her work that empowers so many beautiful women nowadays. So thank you, Jill. Oh, Bridget, thank you so much for inviting me on your amazing uh, podcast or, or, or streaming site. Uh, I was just honored and humbled and have been following you. And I think you do amazing work and have had some awesome guests on. So um, I'm glad to be contributing. Thank you. I, I like to give people uh, a backstory sometimes of how we, how we know each other. And we know each other because my mom and you are dear friends in Florida. And she has just spoken so highly of you. And I just wanna thank you for that friendship. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. It is um, one of your guests, you were you met her in an ashram. And I did think of your mother and I and um, so it was a year or so ago, at, or more. And we were in doing a Kundalini retreat in Sarasota, we had this amazing um, yogi from New York City here for three days. And we it was the second day. And they first I had my doTERRA, doTERRA oils and your mom was I could just tell like perked up. So I said, here, feel free, you know, and then um, and then in the middle of the yogi session, which isn't typical, um, we were encouraged to turn to our neighbor and introduce ourselves. Um, and so your mom and I just immediately turned to each other, um, even though we were in a sort of a long row of people and the magnet was there. And from and we just have been fast friends since. So it's thank I will shout out to I was gonna thank your mother at the end, but a shout out to Tara and Tim. Amazing, amazing people and parents and um, civic leaders and and just really caring people, just wonderful, authentic people of integrity. So of course they raised you, their first daughter. So yes. <laughs> Very true. And <laughs> I was so inspired when my mom told me about you. And I've, of course, looked a little bit into your work, but I'd love for you to share with everyone who's listening today mm -hmm. how your work in the world empowers people to be the leader of their life. Yes. Oh, that is just such a great way of asking that question. Um, so I help women um, totally transform their lives uh, overcoming decades of dysfunctional patterns and habits. Now, my my business, Humble Warrior Women, um, when it launched just a year ago, a year ago, January 1st, uh, which seems hard to believe because it seems like five years has passed because so much awesome things have happened and um, the connections I've made with other people and the transformation that's occurred, it just seems longer than a year. But we really focused on helping women go from early recovery to transformation. And the pathway of doing that is healing. And so that is what we have been focusing on. Um, there are so many amazing programs and coaches and counselors that help people get sober. But what I was focusing on is helping people stay sober, strengthen their recovery, heal, and move towards transformational growth. 
that was the void that I, I, I couldn't find that. And so I healed myself. And that's when I knew when I was in India on a, um, learning and studying yoga and got my yoga teacher certification. Um, that's when it just all, I got the download as we say, but that was really where I was my calling. So anyway, that is what, um, that is what I've been helping women achieve is their transformation from early recovery through healing to transformative change. I so appreciate this work. And I shared with you that I also teach yoga at an outpatient drug rehab center. And, you know, I'm just there once a week, but we do some yoga. I have them share what they love about themselves. I get them thinking. We do some breath. And, you know, my role is very simple. And I think that your role goes so much deeper and it's so much more longer lasting. And I appreciate this healing piece that you're bringing in. What type of healing do people typically need when they are on this journey? Oh, goodness. The sky is the limit. Every single thing is open for review. <laughs> so um, since I'm focusing on alcohol use disorder, I will use that as an example. So when we learn to put down the drink, um, I think that we... Um, as well as the rest of the world, assume that the problem is the alcohol only and just simply putting down the drink, all will be well. And while that is a big, big help uh, for, the, for the mind, body, and spirit, for sure, to put down the drink, it is an invitation to just start beginning to really allow the body, mind, and spirit to naturally start to heal. And so um, that, that really is what we're trying to do is, and, and is really just illuminate all the opportunity um, that we can put ourselves in a position to heal. So when we put down the drink, that means we're putting down a coping strategy so something that would have irritated us in the past, we drank, we became less irritated. Now we put down the drink, we become irritated. Now what? Well, we don't want to start eating, which often happens. Okay, so we work on that. What do we do? So we look at a variety of strategies. So, um, and healing the mind helps healing the body, healing the body helps healing the mind and creating a higher connection with, I had no spirituality, no spirituality, no spiritual connection, zero. And in fact, addictive behaviors is an inter an interrupter. It is almost nearly impossible to have a relationship with a higher power when you are blocking it with addictive behavior because you're coming from the reptile brain. You're really not human. You're really a, a kind of a, it's an animal instinct of wanting and needing to survive. So it's really I. Um, so yeah, the the, the healing is uh, like it's the sky's the limit, and so we we start easy. Actually, the easy part is the body. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we start easy, um, focusing on well, starting with sleep because a lot of women with alcohol use disorder 
crash at night after drinking. And so no one, you know, we, we don't typically have the healthy way of going to bed with maybe journaling and a cup of tea and some breath work and gratitude <laughs> and then sounds asleep. <laughs> <laughs> True. So it's relearning all of those ways. Um, and, and as we do that, it's an awakening, you know, it's you, 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 you every day you show up where you are, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the, the universe is showing up where, you know, it's meeting you where you are. And I who have been in this journey now, well, I've been a, I, I'm a registered nurse. So I graduated from college, at, you know, with my nursing degree and started in pediatric nursing. And so I've been on this journey a long time. And even I, I mean, every day is a little mini awakening because I'm reading information and hearing it maybe slightly different because I'm meeting it where, where I am. And so that is, well, that is what recovery is all about. And I focused on alcohol um, for the last year because that is what I personally went through and where I knew the need was. Um, but this coming year, it's really exciting. Uh, we have decided to expand our program, our healing program to all women looking to change um, and, and grow and heal. Um, for, for a variety of reasons, whether they're going through a change in their life or looking to reinvent their life or um, to transform their health. Uh, there are a variety of reasons um, that, uh, gosh, endless number of reasons. Uh, and so that, that's where we're moving. So cool. And I was, um, this morning, I did my Kundalini practice and I wanted to share the addiction meditation uh, which is a specific meditation kundalini yoga that uses sound and it uses um, pressing on some points. You probably know this. And I was reading the write-up because I wanted to share it with the, the class that I taught. And the first couple lines were talking about if we don't have an addiction to alcohol, food, sex, all of us have some kind of addiction, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's even to acceptance or to um, wanting to feel that you are enough and wanting to feel loved. And we have these addictions that are beyond just societal addictions. And I thought it was so funny as you and I were gonna be talking today and I knew that you were making this transition. So the women that you are looking to work with now, how does healing play a role in their transformation? Uh, the same way um, it would play a role with anyone in any time they acknowledge that they they need to make a change. And let me, I think this is a good time to talk about really, um, I've been inspired to, to begin speaking and writing further on what I believe are the stages of healing. And I've been inspired by so many amazing uh, researchers, um, you know, Patricia Fennell has uh, stages of chronic illness. Um, she was inspired by Kubler-Ross's work on death and dying. Mm -hmm. um, in recovery, um, a, a physician who is very well respected, Dr. Stephen Melamis, also has stages of recovery. And then, of course, the 12 steps. So I have a lot, and then on and on my own background, of course, in in classic, um, you know, what I would call traditional Western medical um, processes. And so what I see as the steps of healing are first is to um, 
basically stops. So some, there's usually an event, um, not always. Some people literally do wake up and, and have like an epiphany that something needs to change. But uh, most of the time, something, there's an incident um, that stops you in your tracks. Um, and it forces us to confront the, the significant problem. And that's one. So it's a stop, a shock. Um, second is we we surrender, we accept, we acknowledge the issue. And there, you know, that statement, you cannot heal what you cannot accept, mm. right? Um, you really need to acknowledge, oh, this is a problem. Um, and I love the surrender word. Um, thankfully in recovery, so when surrender is a word of empowerment, strength, and courage for you to be able to surrender to a problem you cannot solve. Um, and so that is the second phase, the surrender phase, the acceptance phase. Then the third phase, and this is really the fun phase, I think, is, is you, you start like gathering information like, oh, okay, so I have this problem. How am I going to go about solving this? And you like, you ask all your neighbors, you ask all your friends, you ask, you know, you find people on social media who are experts, um, maybe go to a couple practitioners, some classic ones, maybe acupuncture, naturopath, counselors, coaches, like you become on this like big like um, journey. Um, and that is where I come in. Mm. My program is that journey because a lot of people don't, they may have a couple of ideas, but they, they really, really do want to learn and they don't know where to go. And so we make this very, very easy. We focus on the body. We focus on the mind. Then we focus on our environments. And then we focus on our social relations. And so I use a program that is aligned with Ken Wilber's work. Mm -hmm. And so very grounded in um, social science, clinical science, um, highly researched, and I'm just very, very proud of it. Um, so that, that is really a lot of fun. So that can last some people like, you know, do all their work in a week and ready to make some decisions. Other people, um, this can go on for a while, but at a point, um, maybe it's a year, hopefully a little less than that. Um, you, you, you rate it in and you, this fourth phase is you commit, you commit to what you can do, <laughs> right? What is going to be your new lifestyle, yeah. right? It really is out with the old and the old being what no longer serves you and in with the new, what, uh, what promises appears um, to be able to serve you moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. um, nothing is absolute. It's a dynamic process. And so you create a plan, right? I'm huge on routine with my, with my clients, um, getting them to almost do the same things at the same time every day because it helps your nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, and the nervous system, you know, and then it, it just goes from there, right? It helps our GI system, helps all of our systems, our immune system, if it knows what's coming. And so that's the fourth phase is committing to a new lifestyle and making that plan. 
And I have tools for that too, great tools. And then the last is really when um, the transformative change can begin and the healing really can start taking hold. And as I know you know, Bridget, healing is not like always in a linear. Um, there's some <laughs> stops and starts. Think, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, at that point you're doing, a, you know, things that you know are supporting your health and uh, that you've chosen choice to put yourself in a position to heal and move forward in, with a healthy and vibrant lifestyle. And, and, and then you can start calling on other um, more meaningful issues with, for yourself, like purpose, right? Change, you know, where am I going now? How can I impact the world? Things of that sort, um, which you are doing. And so anyway, so that last phase is really when the transformative change begins. And so those are the stages of healing as I see it. Mm -hmm. I really, I really appreciate, appreciate that you that put, you it, put into it into a, a uh, kind of construct step-by-step, step-by-step step 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 um, process because I find that even for women, men are very used to structure and like rigidity. And as women, we sometimes shy away from that. But when we have structure, it actually allows us to flow our feminine, our femininity to actually just flow. And the two parts I really appreciate where you also come in are this piece of, I forget was, what was three again? The three is like the fun. It's like right. getting all the information. It's yes. like, you know, it, it's almost like going on a shopping spree. Let's go into this store and this store and this store and this store. Like, this is for mine. This is for body. This is for my environment. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's such an exciting phase. And I remember this for myself, starting to gather information and gather knowledge. And then I like how you then turn it into, okay, well, how can you make that your commitment, your lifestyle? Because a lot of people struggle with this integration of information to life. Right, right, right. Um, absolutely. The fourth, every step is critical. And this really does go in order. Um, you really like, for example, you need to stop before anything else happens. You need to surrender and accept and acknowledge your issue before anything else happens and so forth. Um, but the committing to a plan, this is where people can get tripped up. Like I have met people who are amazing life seekers, but they're sort of stuck in the third phase. They're, show, they're still on that shopping spree mm -hmm. of, of health strategies. Um, and they'll, they'll tell you, like, they'll, they literally are like they, an encyclopedia on health strategies. Yep. <laughs> but meanwhile, they, they don't necessarily seem happy or peer healthy or, you know, and I'm, and you just sort of like, you, you're so close. Mm -hmm. Um, so really it's the doing. Yes. It's the doing and it's beautiful. Like it does start, you know, in our brain, the mm -hmm. thinking, and it moves to our heart chakra, the feeling, but it's the doing when we move to it, that everything, the energetic flow, you know, the healing flow state, as we call it, really can start to take hold the moving. So we, we like to call it like, don't make it this your to-do list, make it your to-be list. Yes. 
I love that because we need, and there's a yogic teaching that talks about your experience is your greatest teacher of all. And we can't just be book smart. We can't just, there's information everywhere these days. So that's not the issue. It's now about how can you actually implement this integration, this information into your life, make it a lifestyle and keep up with it and have dedication, have commitments to yourself. And I work with a lot of women who don't make a commitment to themselves. It's almost then it goes into the worthiness piece. Well, am I worthy um, to do this? Is this going to happen? Who am I to do this? So I really appreciate the way that you are guiding them on this journey. And then it ends with purpose, right? And they start to ask those deeper questions because they have learned, they have integrated, they've taken some action and they start to realize and get a deeper sense of understanding of who they are and what they're here for. And they have more energy now, Mm -hmm. more time to naturally think about, okay, you know, I've been doing this job, other job that, that, has, was great, you know, for a while, but I'm, I'm, I'm not as inspired by this job anymore. And it, it, um, it, it leads me in, in places I don't want to be or with thoughts I don't want to, you know, I, I, it's time for me to make a change. I, I work with a lot of people that once they heal and are at least on the healing pathway and have committed to the, to, to their routine, they start to realize they need to make some other changes. Right. If we're not feeling well, it's hard to make a career change. Mm-hmm. If we're not happy, it's hard to make a career change. Right. So we first we first take care of ourselves. Like I would almost say the low hanging fruit, but we forget <laughs> it's low hanging because we just we get caught up. I mean, this is this is a, a fast paced society with a lot of responsibility. And as we age, we just we we just uh somehow we lose our way a little bit. We bring, we, we start with coping strategies that seem to work and they may even work, but then over time we are relying on things that are really not authentic um, and really are actually hurting us until something stops us. Mm-hmm. So I want to share too, just one thing is that when I'm, when I'm working with people, I always say to them, pick something that you know, you know, you can commit to. Um, start there, set yourself up to succeed because the last thing we want to do is have somebody say, Oh, wow, these 20 things are like so amazing. And then they, they quote unquote, feel like they are failing when they don't Mm -hmm. do them. So we always start with what, what do you know you can absolutely do? Can you drink four glasses of water a day? Oh, sure. I can do that. Great. This week, do that next week. Can you drink five glasses of water a day? Like, I mean, that's a very simple explanation, but I think you get the picture like mm-hmm. that. And I, and just big picture for all of us is that when it's, this is all about choice. We, you know, we're, we're choosing, we're choosing a lifestyle that supports our, our greatest authentic self is how can we show up as the best possible version of ourself, right? So let's set us up to succeed because I think we somehow we get in these little mini patterns of self-sabotage and then, right. And it hits the subconscious, like, Oh, I'm failing again. Oh, I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. Why am I as well just throw the whole thing out the window? Like, what was I even thinking that I could heal? Like, and all this other stuff, like, Oh no, 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 no. Come on back. Come back. Come back. So anyway, yeah, that's, we really work on, you know, real, um, implementable routines 
Um, so yeah, I love that. Uh, so, uh, what, uh, share with me a little bit. And I used to so say you've been doing your yoga with some of your, um, some, you're working with people who are in recovery. What ha have you found yoga? Cause I, I mean, I, I'm not practicing, well, I am practicing yoga, but I'm not teaching it. Um, I just, you know, it was just, I had to choose one thing or another. Yeah. Um, but I will say it was extremely helpful in, in getting grounding and we do use that. Have you found, have you been watching people like basically metamorphosis? So, so I've been I've teaching, teaching there for three years and it's in person. So right now it's a little challenging because we're basically doing chair yoga uh, with masks on. And some people don't feel as comfortable moving their body when they're not on the on the mat which is surprising to me. Um, and then some people feel more invited to practice. Mm -hmm. It really depends on, honestly, the person's level of dedication to what they wanna see for themselves. Mm -hmm. Some people say, I don't want anything to do with this, no. Some people will just meditate in the space, they'll just be quiet, I know they're receiving. Mm -hmm. And then some people are like, no. But the people who enjoy this, it's very transformational for them. Most of them have created a practice outside of our hour per right. week, which is, right. it's amazing. Right, right, beautiful, beautiful. Um, I am reminded when you were talking, I just wanna say, I am reminded, I, 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 I wanna just get this out there that some people that I work with truly do have some very, very serious health issues. Um, and I work in combination with other uh, medical practitioners, as well as holistic health healers. Um, I am by no means think that all can be solved by lifestyle changes, but it is interesting how many, it's like 90% of health challenges can be sub substantially improved by lifestyle changes. Um, and then you add um, additional elements of, of working with um, the mind, I should say, you know, um, and the, and, and spiritual issues, and it really can substantially move the needle. Um, but it is, you know, things out in the outside world, like, well, what we're dealing with now, the pandemic. So infection, um, is definitely an issue or a real trauma, um, physical trauma. There also is emotional trauma or, uh, a toxicity. Um, we have a lot of toxicity in our environment. So those are like outside ailments. I, I've heard numerous practitioners really come down to saying like the outside world uh, health uh, issues onto our body that assaults us comes down to toxicity, trauma, and infection. Mm -hmm. So those are real things. That's like upstream stuff. So my course, it's not that I ignore that. I don't. I hold space for that. And I'll be the first, I'm a nurse, I'm an RN at, you know, at the end of the day, at 21 years of age, I uh, was a pediatric nurse and have a huge respect for the, that particular uh, uh, industry, really. Um, but I also have such a profound respect for the other types of healing industries, which is just as important. And that's the 90%, the 90% that what I would almost call the low hanging fruit. So those are the lifestyle habits that have really over time been detrimental to our happiness and our vitality and health. So I just wanted to carve that out that um, if you are dealing, you know, with a cancer or diabetes um, and I work with people like this, you know, please.
um, know you are welcome and there's more there for you. You can continue what you're doing and add on. Beautiful. And I love that you are able to integrate these two systems, the Western, mm -hmm. Eastern, the um, functional, the just traditional medical model. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have two more questions for you. Okay. The last <laughs> or the first one is what has been the most inspiring book that you've ever read? Oh, um, well, um, I'm going to say two. When I was in college, I was so um, inspired by uh, child psychology, like psychology in general, but child psychology, adolescent psychology. And I had a professor, um, his name is Brian Ackerman. I haven't been in touch with him for years, um, but we, we did keep in touch periodically. A phenomenal professor and researcher. And he had us read a book um, on the stages of development and coming off of a really traumatic childhood, although I didn't think it was, I thought it was an interesting childhood, but I didn't recognize it for what I now know as very traumatic and turbulent. Um, I could not put this book down. Um, and you're probably gonna say, what's the name of it? And I'm blanking. <laughs> um, we'll put it in the notes. Yeah. And then the second most powerful book of recent years that I have read, and I have to call out, this is my recovery coach, is Tommy Rosen of Recovery 2.0. Um, he is a profound, uh, healer, um, uh, a man in recovery, um, uh, it, it just, uh, an incredible life seeker, yogi, kundalini yogi, um, and he wrote recovery 2.0. So that's the name of his book. It's the name of his company or uh, business. And, uh, he, he absolutely was instrumental in, as were other people in helping me turn the corner. I always say, if, hey, if I can get this over, you all can, because I just did not see it for decades. I did not see a life without alcohol. Mm -hmm. And now I cannot imagine a life with it. And I, 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 I just see it all differently now. So it's a phenomenal book. There's so many great recovery books, The Naked Mind. I could just go on and on. Also amazing. Um, but uh, I would have to say Tommy Rosen's Recovery 2.0 tells it how it is. If you have addictive behaviors of any sort, pick up that book. Um, and yeah, so that's the answer to that question. And I'm about ready to write a book. So hopefully in a couple of years, I can mention my own book. <laughs> mm, I love that. And I, I'm laughing as I was asking that question of your one favorite, most impactful book. Because we probably have bookshelves. I do. I do. I do have bookshelves and I have bookshelves of, uh, you know, I have the overflow bookshelf. Yep. Oh, of course. Oh, that's amazing. So our last question is how can people get in contact with you? What do you have coming up next? How can they enter your world? Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. So I work with, um, I, 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 so how you can get in touch with me is, um, at humblewarriorwomen.com. Again, humblewarriorwomen, that's plural, women.com. Um, my email address, jill at humblewarriorwomen.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm about ready to get very active on YouTube and even TikTok. My son has been encouraging me to go on TikTok, which um, I, 
that'll be interesting. So uh, I do, if you are interested in working with me and I would love to talk with you, um, I do do one-on-one -on -one coaching and then I do uh, group coaching, which I mentioned. It's a three-month course where we really focus on healing modalities. It's exciting, it's fun, it's collaborative. I bring in guest speakers as well. Um, it is just really a sensational program. I do one for women in early recovery from alcohol use disorder. Um, and that is the, the next one is uh, starting uh, March. And so the, the, um, the, the, you can start signing up now. Uh, you might see the wait list uh, tab there now, but that's about ready to change over to sign up. Um, and then, as I said, I'm opening it up to all women looking uh, to focus on their healing processes and um, look at making transformational change for themselves for any reason. And um, and so you'll also find that at Home Warrior Women. I think I, and yeah, that should do us. I added a couple of the those links into yes. the bio here. So yes. everyone should be able to find them. And I just wanna note on a couple of these comments coming in, we have Chris who said, we have to mention Covey's seven habits. Um, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I literally, I can't, I'm sorry, I'm having a reaction. <laughs> I, I must, must say Stephen Covey is, I, I, I correct myself, the Seven Habits book is my favorite book. I have two copies, they are all marked up and I gave those books to my children when they were teenagers and a second copy now that they are all young adults. I am a walking, and prodigy of Stephen Covey. I love him. I know the seven habits. I, I know all the paradigms. So yes, yes, yes. That Please, Chris, please connect with me. I must speak with you because you and I are like, we must be speaking together. <laughs> because I don't, I can't even believe I didn't even say, my kids, if they're listening, they're probably going, why didn't she mention Stephen Covey's seven habits book? That's all she ever talks about. Um, you know, I always say, you know, uh, well, just, you know, be proactive. First things first, um, you know, uh, seek to be, seek first to understand, then to be understood. I mean, on and on and on, all of, all of Stephen Covey's habits. So yes, I, I stand by those. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you for reminding us. <laughs> it's crazy. And then we have Janie just saying hi. She became a certified recovery coach in June of last year or two years ago. Fantastic. I'm sorry. And what was her name? Her name is Janie. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, I would love to hear from everyone. Yeah. Reach out to me. Find me on Facebook, Humble Warrior Women um, or uh, Instagram, YouTube. And I really um, am just so, so humbled and honored um, for you to have me here. I wanna just give a shout out to my family um, who were so incredibly supportive as I was really very sick and um, was having trouble seeing, seeing, the, seeing the light. And as you know, with um, Kundalini, um, it's one of the uh, Aquarian Sutras is there is a way through every block. And um, yeah, and the only way through Oh, the only way out is through, right? So, and my family has been incredible. My husband and my three children. Um, my just, I've had incredible coaches and counselors and healers, um, and even the people that I coach now. I tell, I, I, I say, you, you, I am, I am uh, a student 
as well at the same time as your teacher because I'm constantly learning from this dynamic process. Mm. And yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, so beautiful. And thank you for that, saying that about being a student, because I say this all the time. I am no greater than anyone I get to work with, anyone I guide. I'm a student at the same time. We can all be leaders and students. We can, we're all in this together. And that's why this is called the gathering movement. It's oh. about us coming together. Yes. No matter where we are in the journey, it's about us coming together to support one another, to really re- revolutionize how we see life and to revolutionize the information that we consume with interesting interviews like this instead. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And similar to being a student and a teacher at the same time, when we're going through the healing process, which really is every day, we're not only the healer, we're the healed. So we're, it's that yin yang of life, you know, where you're on both sides always at the same time, you know, just showing up for yourself to give yourself the space, but at the same time guiding yourself. Mm -hmm. So, I know. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Jill. Your your heart is felt by by me and by everyone who has listened to this today. We've <laughs> learned so much and I'm just excited for your work in the world and how many people you're going to be able to impact. So thank, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Satnam. Satnam. And thank you everyone for watching. We will be back next week. We have four interviews scheduled. So thank you for really believing in this movement. I I could not do this without the support and love from everyone else. So thank you guys. Have a beautiful weekend.